This is the word to go, y'all. Hey, everyone. This is Mickey James. And SoCal Bow. And Lisa Marie Barron. And you're listening to Grown Ass Women Podcast. That's right, Godcast. If you love our weekly YouTube show, you're going to love our audio version. So grab a cocktail, slip into something more comfortable, and get ready to dish with us totally unfiltered. So get ready for the Godcast in three, two, one. This is the word to go, y'all. Go, go. Well, hello, ladies. Happy hello. Pride Month. Yay. Happy Pride Month. Oh, boy. What a fabulous month it's been. So right? Fun. It's been an Our guests are month. getting bigger and better, badder. The, the bigger, the better, the tighter, the sweater. That's true. <laughs> Good advice, Lisa. Yeah. Yes. If you guys are tuned in right shirt. now, you better click that likey likey button. Mm-hmm. You better do it. Do yep. it now, baby. Yeah. That's the thumbs up. That's the yep. thumbs up. <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe. Very important. Subscribe. Tell your friends. And Get so back. on and so on. And our favorite bell icon, baby. Woo! Yeah. My goodness, ladies. Oh, I well, miss you. It's been, it's been, I feel like I haven't talked to you. Um, it's only been like a few days, but I feel like it's been a month. I know. I know. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts. And speaking of moving parts, Lisa is about to cheers with a very special item. You might recognize it from Dresselmania. Yes. Man. And we're both representing. Thank you. Well, thanks to, uh, we have a fabulous uh, designer, our girl, Danny, designed the logo for us. She actually uh, reinvented the logo. Our wonderful friend, Josh McGee, did the original logo. And each year we try to jazz it up and do something a little different. And uh, this year was an amazing WrestleMania. It was our second one ever. We raised the bar. We raised more than last year, which is so amazing. Thanks to all of our guests. And as Lisa's illustrating there, we like to do a little something, mm-hmm. a little something, something to reward our top tier patrons of patreon.com slash TV. And if you are a top tier member in June, there's still time to join. You will there be receiving is. this Dresselmania cup. It's beautiful. It's functional. And gosh darn it, it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous, if you will. It's gorgeous. That's right. The gorgeous tier. Aha, uh-huh, gorgeous. There's yeah. a good one. See what we did there? There's uh-huh. a nice little segue. Little the gorgeous too. tier. Yeah, that's what we like to call it, our top tier patrons. We appreciate all of you. You get a lot of perks, including the top tier gets those this month. Still time to join in June, so hurry, hurry. And a big shout out to some of our uh, favorites. Can we play favorites? I think we can if they're top tiers. Cream of the crop, as Mickey calls them. Big shout out. That's right. To Leonard, Thorsten, Mm -hmm. Aaron, Mickey D, a very global bunch we have. So thank you guys so much. And yeah, if you're not on Patreon, cheers to you. you Cheers. Cheers to you for tuning in all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so exciting. Um, Also, hello to everyone in the chat. Also all over the world. Below, beside, wherever you are. I think they're always below me, so I do this one here. Hello, below. Um, <laughs> hello, below. <laughs> um, you guys, it's been such a great week with Pride Month and celebrating. Uh, I don't know if you guys have uh, noticed our little store floating down there in the, at the bottom. You can support us. You can go get our, your official Gaw TV merch anytime, anytime. Um, and we have a very special guest lined up today. Uh, I got to hang out with them when I wrestled Alley Catch at Game Changer Wrestling, but I feel like uh, he's really made monumental strides, especially through the pandemic, to like really raise the bar. Uh, and I can't wait to welcome Effie, Effie to the show. Yeah, raising the bar, and we're shutting them down, ladies. We <laughs> are them shutting them down. down. And don't forget to tune into our unedited version on our, you know, Gawcast. Hashtag Gawcast. Gosh, we love a hashtag, especially when it's something as cool as the hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love love a hashtag? hashtag. But let's get Effie in here to continue continue the celebration. How many shots have I had? I haven't even started yet. (laughs) <laughs> Let's get Effie into Katrina's this amazing conversation. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be so good. Be- Do you think Effie's going to love your wig? I hope so. Yeah. I'm actually really excited. Let's find out. Here he is. Hello. I'm trying to say hey to everybody here at once, but oh, what a wow. great group of people on a show. 
Oh okay. my God, this is amazing. Your setup is so special, uh, so fancy. Is this your Twitch setup? Or it is. It's my here? everything setup at this point because it's like, I, I need to be able to just sit in and go for whatever the situation is. And like, this is the, the same setup for everything. Twitch. Are you a gamer as well? That's a gamer chair. Well, okay. I got them to send the gamer chair for free and we put it over on the show, uh -huh. but I'm very bad at video games. That doesn't stop me from playing them. I play them all the time on Twitch. Okay. I'm not good at them. I think that's part of the entertainment is just me I getting frustrated. So I played SpongeBob the other day, which I don't think is for a 32-year-old grown man, but I had a really good time playing it. And they got to see me get frustrated by what should be a child's game, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Because well, that's my level. Me sure. I'm like a Lego game. gamer. That's what I actually I'm glad you said that because I thought about doing Twitch and I was like, oh gosh, I don't game very well. They're not gonna want to watch me like again play Logo Jurassic Park and get pissed off, but that sounds <laughs> I've been playing Lego yeah. Star Wars on the stream, so let them let them say it's for the kids. People let love them it. say what they're gonna say. Well, welcome to the show. I am such a huge fan, and it's such a shame I've not gotten to work with you uh, more. But we are so thrilled that you could be here, especially during Pride Month. As you can see, I had a little dye. I love it. This is beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, that's she a lot a of dye to maintain, though. You know what I mean? It sure. was. Yeah, hours was so at natural. the salon, and she just got hours back. and hours. Well, we're gonna start the show by doing our favorite thing and asking you. Who are you wearing and what are you drinking tonight, Effie? Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm wearing old gray uh, tank top uh -huh. because I was discussing this with someone earlier. I'm, I'm not a very fashionable person. I'm sort of a Ronald McDonald where like you will see Effie if Effie is supposed to be there looking like Effie. Like it will always look like Effie. But outside of that, I'm just utilitarian about my clothing. So I think I'm just in running shorts and a tank top and I'm drinking oh. this uh, Kill Cliff. Uh, I like their stuff. Energy, smashing citrus. It's supposed to be clean energy. I'm trying to move away from all the crazy. Mm, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to get all the sugar. I don't want all that. So this is. Uh, looks like no sugar. Oh, uh, good deal. And very orange and citrusy. So that's I've that's what I'm wearing that. and drinking. Very Fabulous. cool. I've not seen that. There's. I have a couple T-shirts from them. And I honestly was asking someone about the other day. I go, do they still have a lot of stuff out? I don't really see them. I felt like they were really hot a few years ago. I didn't even know they had an energy drink. So that's they've fine. Got Where drinks. do you get that? Like at Walmart or? Oh, we've got Publix down here in the South. So okay. I went Publix. to Publix and I was getting mm -hmm. my, my chicken tender sub sandwich. And so I picked up some oh, nice energy drinks on the way. They've got bars too. The bars do not taste horrible. I mean, you guys probably know. As athletes, there's a lot of really bad athlete food out there. So totally, I'm not going to yeah. put them over. They didn't give me any money, but they do donate to the Navy SEAL Foundation. They have oh, a very good hand. It seems like a good it. drink to have. Yeah, sure. You had me at Pub Sub. That's like Orlando religion right there. People love a Pub Sub, Publix. Uh, My sister that lives, she's been living in England a hell of a lot longer than I have. She literally did snow angels. There wasn't any snow in Publix, freaking out about her product. She hadn't been home in so many years. She was like, yes, ranch dressing. Yeah, like the dog letting loose. What yeah. confuses me, though, is they have a perfectly good app where you can order the sandwich exactly how you want it. People will still wait in line out the door to get these pub subs. And I'm yeah. going, what are you doing? I think there's just, they feel like they need to wait in the line. I don't know. That's the right. power of Publix, ladies and gentlemen. They'll keep the you there. I don't have it. They will. That is Lisa. Nick's favorite sub. Is the, it? Um, the chicken tender sub from Publix. It's one of his favorite subs. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's probably Lisa. not the best thing for me. No, no. But it's You're delicious. Yeah. So it's all balanced. Yeah, I want to go to Lisa next because Lisa, you are wearing a very popular t-shirt, WrestleMania, which by the way, I want to remind is it's still available on ProWrestlingTees.com. Link in the description. Lisa's modeling it for you right now. So lovely. I Ooh, love look it. At, that's a beautiful pose. Hit that over the shoulder. <laughs> over the shoulder. You're welcome. <laughs> Posing, darling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I'm also partaking. I told you guys I switched to Champagne. Uh -huh. Um, because my brother calories. told me it helps me lose weight mm -hmm. and I've lost weight, you guys, but also I've lost weight because I've been doing my legacy subs. So oh. I don't know if it's the champagne or the legacy subs. Uh, column A, column B. A combination a of both. I don't know. Moderation of both. Yeah. I don't know. But they, um, my brother was saying, I guess the process of how champagne is digested. I don't, I have no clue, but I am drinking it out of my Dresselmania cup and you can get one of these if you're a top mem member of Patreon. Right. And yes, and I'm also um, having a green tea bag. <laughs> that tea didn't bag. sound right. A tea, green tea, tea bag. bag. Tea yeah, bag. Green tea. I'm drinking green tea. Bag or back? 
a bag, a baggie, but it fell it's in there. Back in the cup. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I yeah. She meant like yes. a pickleback. You know, like that's you what I thought. I love pickleback. Yeah. Well, because recently I had green tea shots, and I don't recommend them. They were a terrible idea. A lot of sugar. Didn't feel oh. well after the next day. Oh no. Back. Yeah. Yeah. But I was also no. celebrating my sister's birthday, and so I remember this person. They. Oh, it's an alcoholic beverage. A green tea. It was a green tea shot. That's what I thought. That's what you meant, like green tea bag. No, like just green bag. tea. Okay. That's it. All right. Ew. So you can meditate later. After there you go. There you go. There right. you go. Very healthy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Val, you go, my okay. little pony. I, I was going to do it as you were taking a little sip ski there. Yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to represent pride. You know, I'm not really one to wear wigs because I have a crazy amount of hair. So if if I turned around the illusion, because it's such a real illusion and it's so polished, I know, uh, it would be ruined because my giant bun is like sticking out the back. Like, you know, that that squid guy in, in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean where he has that big people. Uh-huh. That, yeah. Amy anyway. Jones. Yes, Amy Jones, <laughs> yes. thank you. Also in the monkeys, big career. Um, so I'm just <laughs> trying to represent pride as best I can. I'm having a little rosé and I don't know why I was going to do a shot. It's been a long day. I'm going to do a shot and no one has to partake. It's fine. I'm, I'm a big girl. I can do it by myself. I'm going to have a little bit of absolute lime. Ooh, a little limey. By the way, they are a big sponsor and a big um, ally of the LGBTQ plus community. And that's, I thought was very fitting. Yes, absolutely, fitting. absolutely fitting. Yes. Oh, look at you. I see that. I the gays remember. I got it, Effie. The gays <laughs> remember, you know, Absolute was one of the first ones to come around when it wasn't too trendy to be on the Pride train. I remember they were sponsoring a bunch of the early RuPaul seasons. So the gays remember who was there first. Everybody wants to jump in now, and that's beautiful and fine. But you got to stick with stick with the Absolute. They've been there since the start. You yeah. Do. Yeah. I have I a lot of- you know that. A lot of hangovers due to Absolute. Absolutely. That was one of those ones. Yeah. Remember they would do all the flavors too. They would have like the raspberry. I'm sure they still do. My favorite raspberry, thing in the world. Citron. Mango. Yeah. Mango. They had a cotton candy one that uh, destroyed my body for a while there. Right. I am, I'm about yeah. nine years away from drinking alcohol, uh, <laughs> but I was very good at it. Picklebacks, cotton candy, vodka. Listen, it, I can, I could handle anything. Damn. You know, cotton candy. Yeah. I don't know what this is. My my friend Christine made this. She said, I made you a Gaw TV drink and she left it at the thing for me. And I was like, oh, but it's very refreshing. It tastes like grapefruit. Um, there's like a little sliced grapefruit in there that Ooh. she even Ooh. put with these little pretty little glasses with a little gold rim here. I was very excited yeah. about that. Um, I don't know what it is. I and love I'm a good rim. I, I love a good rim job. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. That's going in the extra content. That's, that's the bonus <laughs> DVD. That's the Patreon oh. content. Yeah. So like she got these little glasses for us too. Her and Sam and um Austin and they have a little boy that's like a young, like a year younger than Donovan. And they've been here and they have been wild men. Wild men like crazy. I'm like <sighs> the kids are running the house. Well, you know, they already do, Effie. Like, I've already decided, I joke about it. And I go, I honestly feel like Donovan, this is his house, and we just pay the mortgage, right? Like, we, he kind of runs the place. Yeah, you got to keep the just, little king happy. There's a yes. little king, and he's got to stay happy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yes. That's kind of what I feel like. And I think he honestly believes that. Um, that's what happens when he's an only child, I suppose. I don't know. I never had that because I was oldest child, you know? Mm, yeah. Same. Um, yeah. So I'm wearing this shirt because I couldn't find my WrestleMania shirt because I forgot. Oh, I have t-shirts on prowrestlingtees.com. One being when I tried to get this Monday night MILF yes. thing over, but apparently you can't say fight on television. Um, but I thought it was clever. So these what? are still on Pro Wrestling Tees. I forgot how to store there. Yeah, well, I tried to get MILF over, but I wanted to say, Mickey, I love fighting right or mom yeah mickey i love fighting yeah and kind of play off of like when fit would do yeah i love to fight but apparently they didn't go for it apparently it was not they thought you know maybe the sponsors coca-cola wasn't gonna like it i don't know i don't know i thought it was clever i I thought so totally yeah and you can always change what it means you know you can always switch up your letters you can't say fight what's wrong with fighting we I love know. fighting here. You know? Yeah, why not? Yeah, my goodness. But it was weird because when I, so I did it on pro wrestling tees any, like anyway, 
but I couldn't really promote it, right? Because I was on TV. Uh, so I just kind of was like, oh, maybe it'll indirectly sell because it is over. And, you know, I don't know. One of those jobs. Here we are. Sometimes the boys just want to buy a picture of your face on the shirt, you know? Sometimes we overthink ourselves, I think, a little bit. Right. Yeah. We so do. Think- it's big brain energy, you know? Like, you're, like, thinking this through, and it, like, makes perfect sense. And then it's like, like, genius. We, we want a yes. shirt of Mickey on it. Yeah. yeah. Let me just and put it- my face on it like this. Yeah, or in your bikini, in your lingerie, they love that. Lingerie's hot. Yeah, it was so great seeing you, Effie, at this um, last show we did, um, River City Wrestling, and yes, I was gonna, I wanted to take a picture with you and. Listen, okay, I got to the end of that day, and I know how you, it's, we're busy, we're going, we're going, and you get to the moment, you're like, if I don't leave now, I may never leave. Yes. Yeah. You know what I Irish mean? Like, it's by. like, I don't know where they are. If I tracked you down, I'm going to stop, get stopped by another 30 people. And I just want to point out, though, that you, I have, I've had like a small relationship with you for a long time through this wrestling world in weird ways. Like we sat next to each other at a PWG show. Yes. And then you made me feel so cool one year at a WrestleCon. Uh, you introduced uh, me to Chavo Guerrero, but you did it like, Chavo, you need to come meet this guy. Come over here and made it feel like a deal. And I was like, this is the coolest anyone's ever made me feel. So I have to bring that back up and say, oh. I felt like a real celebrity that day. When I was <laughs> oh, meeting you Chavo are a celebrity. First time. You are a celebrity. Yes. yes. Yeah. But I, I get you on the conventions, how exhausting they are. You know what I mean? Once you, I, I said, let's go out the back way. I go, because everybody wants to say goodbye. Mickey is the freaking worst to get out of no, a freaking convention. I'm the worst. I'm the or worst coming thing. into a, I'm like, Nick and I were like one, come on, we have to get to our table. We're like two hours late. Yeah. She is the worst. And I said, let's go out the back way. He goes, no, let's just go out the front way. Took me an hour to leave. And I go, I'm starving. I got to eat. I, I don't eat yeah. at shows. I no, know. you don't. I don't eat at shows either. Uh. Okay, I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I'll eat anything at a show. I want to <laughs> constantly feel like, is my body going to be able to handle as much food as I'm eating with what I have to do next? I don't right. want to. I don't want to be scared to eat. But there is that. You know, you're doing a lot of motion. But if I want a cinnamon roll before the match, if I've been walking around all day, I'm going to have what I want. Good for you. Yeah. But well, you see what I wear at my on my show. The 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 appearances, you guys. My freaking girdle. Um, those three tights. You look like a superhero. I didn't see I know. any of the extras. T- quit telling people your secrets. Yeah, we don't have to know the magic. No, don't. Like- I want to get a sponsorship from this girdle company. She wants to get the fabulous. sponsor. Yes, I do. I do. But to go to the restroom, it takes me an hour because I need someone to zip me up. It's just, a, I'm like, I can't, I can't eat at those. Yeah. 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 And someone right. gave me some. And once uh, you break a, the seal. Bar. Once you break the seal, Mickey, it's all down. Yeah, in Liverpool, there. I was trying to, I had like chicken tenders like stuffed into my purse. I was just like, you have to eat something. I was so worried you weren't eating because I get very faint and very nauseous if I don't like, I'm a snacker. I like do a too. Grazer. Yeah. I'm a grazer too. You did not want to do it. Yeah. But it's it's a chaotic kind of, a, it's it's lovely. And it's a great experience. It's a chaotic oh, yeah. convention. It's, we always say it's kind of like emotionally draining because you're just on all the time. Yeah. Uh, I did a joke the other day. We left the convention and I said, everybody has to frown for a minute. Because all you do all day is you're smiling and you're in, and there's so much joy with this. You get to meet so many people. You see a lot of friends you haven't seen in a while. And then at the end of the day, you're like, why am I so exhausted? And it's almost just like, let me force this frown real quick. Yeah. Because I've been smiling so much that now I can come back to neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Let me be grumpy for one second. I haven't been grumpy all day. It sends me back to the regular mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Well, I have to tell you, Effie, I was hosting um, with Fight TV in Dallas, and I had this uh, same story that I told Pero, and I said, um, I have always loved anything, you know, to do with the LGBTQ plus community, and I love that, you know, nowadays we're seeing more and more of that, we're t- we talked a lot about the progression of that, and we'll talk about it here tonight as well, but I was commentating, or, or you know, presenting, rather, with Josh Chernoff, and one of the mornings, they had Effie's Big Gay Brunch. And immediately, I was like, this is going to be my favorite thing to watch. And they didn't show many of the other shows to us on the monitor in front of us. But for some reason, not knowing that I like, would have loved it, they had it on. And I was like, just staring. I was supposed to be listening to what Josh was saying and, you know, talking about other shows. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, look, they have wings on. Like, what? Ah, kid in a candy store. And it was so amazing. And I, my goal is to possibly... Uh, come to one in person sometime, but tell us about Effie Brunch. Yes, how it came about. If people here are not familiar and they're living under some sort of horrible rock, explain <laughs> what it is. 
Well, I had been a part of a few like LGBTQ centric shows that they weren't necessarily run by the girls, as we say, but yeah. they were trying to put forward a good, uh, you know, a good footing and trying to showcase these talents. But it, it felt like this sort of like fake pageant reverence that we ought to be like, look how happy we are. We're here. Look at like we're honored to be a part of it. When in my head, the most fun parts of the LGBTQ community are the reasons uh, they're, they're kind of built out of the taboo themselves. So I wanted this environment that wasn't like we're so proud of the gays. I wanted to be like, no, this is our pride. This is our party. We're going to get wild. We're going to have too many mimosas. We're going to wear the ridiculous costume. We're going to kiss the boys in our match and have it sort of have that edge of like going to a gay bar for the first time where you're like, I don't understand everything happening. A lot of things look familiar to me and we still at the core have wrestling to showcase, but there's the added uh, sort of danger and edge of like, we're fully submerging you in the gay world. Good, bad, all the mixed things. They have this conversation about, is there kink at Pride? Should you have kink at Pride? I guarantee we have kink at Effie's Big Gay Brunch. All sorts of <laughs> I want to go so bad. I messaged you ages ago. Remember, Effie? I was like, we just haven't figured. I would love to come. Because I, well, I was things. a little mad. Because I'm I so wanted sorry. you versus Alley Catch on my big gay brunch. And yeah. Brett took it from me I'm and so said, sorry. oh, the schedule, the schedules. I said, you know, that's the gay brunch match. That's the oh, one. Oh, my, he didn't, <laughs> I did not know that. I'm so sorry. No, you're, it's, I, I gave her Fandango instead and they gave each other lap dances and that's all tape reviews. <laughs> so I gotta be there honest. There you go. That, I'm it's sorry my turned that way. But because they like to get life. weird. He likes to get weird. Oh, yeah. And was sure. and understood the audience. I, you know, I worked this year with Pimpinella Escarlata, who's a oh famous uh, exotico luchador. And I had to sort of remind them, like, this is the celebration. Everyone is with you. Everyone is about it. And we can get as right. wild as we want. It sort of unleashes you as a performer to be like, no, do the gay thing you were thinking. Like, it's not going right. to be too much for this audience. Get it out of your system and then show them you're wrestling too. But be the, be the weirdest version of yourself you can. Yeah. And this is the show to do it. I love that. I love it. I love it. And I would heaven. say that, heaven. you know, through the pandemic, honestly, Effie, I feel like that's where even more so your between Effie's big gay brunch and everything that you've been doing, it stood out the most to me. Um, as far as like, just like the awareness and I can just see like this, you have such a, an extreme following uh, both for yourself and now for uh, the big gay brunch and all the shows that have kind of like spawned out of it in this yeah. like locker room that you've cultivated. That's honestly providing a voice and a safe place for a lot of these performers to, like you say, be their true authentic selves. And out of that, their true fans have almost like they've gotten even more of a fandom behind them. It's been, it's exciting. It's exciting to see. Yeah. It's, it's also Sorry, I'm not going to cut anybody else off if they want to compliment me and talk about how great my shows yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Let me just, let me yes. just. Yes. <laughs> you know, when I went to RuPaul DragCon in LA, um, everybody's like, you got to have Effie on your show. And I go, we've been trying. We've been trying. Everybody there, you are super over at the RuPaul DragCon. I'm just telling you. And my friend does merch for DragCon and told me the same thing this year. You know, he had been touring with drag queens. He's a heterosexual white male from South Carolina who does drag queen merch. And he said, Maya, he said, you'd make a killing out here. The drag queens love you. Um, I think it's more about the inclusion of this whole new audience of people that didn't maybe know if they liked pro wrestling. Now you're saying, oh, well, we're going to be safe to be ourselves here. We can express our gender identities. We can be who we want to be. We can hold our hands with our partners and watch pro wrestling. And there's always been those kind of like, I hate to say closeted fans, but there are fans mm -hmm. of pro wrestling who don't attend in person. They don't come in person. They may buy a shirt and keep it at home. They may watch it on their own, but we're trying to involve more people that are, you know, they've felt not included by wrestling for a long time. And that's the performers, but it's also like, this new audience of people I've had to often like people will give me certain pieces of advice and a lot of it's great. A lot of it's good. But then I also have to remind people like I have a little bit of a different audience than you. And I have people that are coming in to see a certain thing. Mm -hmm. um, the amount of legendary talent that have come and said, Effie, you should tone it down a little. And I go, do I want to be poor? The second I tone it down, I'm poor again. And I fit in with everyone else. Trusting my gut has brought a lot of these people in. And so I'm honored to have created an environment of, just comfort where people can be themselves and highlight the best versions of their talents. Yeah. yeah. I just got chill bumps when you said that. I know. I just got chill bumps when and you said that. Saying it's getting better, but, but your kind of earliest days of getting into the business, which I would love to know how kind of you got into it. And, um, you know, 
are you seeing hopefully improvements now as opposed to when you first got in? Because Para was talking about, you know, different levels of, you know, niceness that he encountered going into locker rooms. He's, he had a lot of good stories, but of course, I mean, just like us, there's a lot of bad stories as well. He, he made nice comparisons that we as women sometimes like, I can't tell you how many times I just even being a manager, not even a wrestler have been the only girl on the show. And where do I change? What do I do? I don't want to be in the locker room, but I can't be out there. It gets weird. But, you know, it's nothing compared to what I'm sure, you know, Perro has gone through. And how was it for you coming up in the business? Um, I think when I came up, I, I came into pro wrestling as a as a fully formed adult, I like to say, because I had graduated from college. I was working as a manager for a two men in a truck franchise in Florida. And I found myself once I entered the wrestling world, not a, a child of listening and learning and sort of my own bratty adult self. And when things were bad or when things were weird or when things were done a certain way, I never hesitated to sort of ask the questions and make sure, why is this happening? Why are these people over here? Like, where are they going to go? And by doing that, you sort of find out that like most of this stuff is because somebody's just too lazy to do the correct thing. It's not always built out of, oh, we're trying to keep trans people out of our shows or we're trying to keep gay people down. It's sort of just built off the dumbness of like, we didn't think that through all the way. Yeah. And so by asking these questions and being a little, you know, hey, I'm, I'm probably a bit of a thorn to deal with, but people will buy tickets to see me. So you listen a little, I can at least be the voice for some of these people who haven't had, you know, gender affirming locker rooms or support groups that they can go to or people that they can talk to that look like them on these shows. And when you look at our locker rooms, the first thing you'll notice is how diverse it is when we do these shows. But also the second is me running around going, is everything okay? Do you need anything? Checking in on each other and making sure, is there stuff I'm missing? Yeah, it's cool to be the gay voice in wrestling and to be on all these things. But Pero and myself are both still cis men. We are gay men. We are of a, a, a sexual minority, but we are not of a gender minority. And now making sure people feel comfortable expressing themselves and how they have to get changed. Wrestling is not a business where the backstage has been always the cleanest or the nicest. And so taking those steps and making sure everyone feels at home you put out a better product that way. Your your performers feel comfortable. They want to succeed and they can. It's just been kind of the magic process of like, instead of accepting what is in front of us and saying, well, that's just the way it is and that's how it is. If yeah. we start asking the questions and saying, why aren't you taking care of this talent the same way? Or why aren't you including these talent? Not just as people behind the scenes, but as fans as well, holding some of these companies to task and saying, why is, why is this a certain way? I think we'd get a lot further. I think now it's not as much direct hate. There's this suit, I call it Hollywood hate, which is when you're talking with someone and they go, listen, no, personally, I love, listen, I love the gays. I love everything about the gays. I, we love <laughs> trans people. We, we celebrate them, but you know how it is with the company. You know, we can't take that edge there. Personally, I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. It, it would be better if people just said, you know, screw you to your face, but you're dealing with sort of a new nuanced edge where you're getting PR and corporate answers about things when you're asking real questions. And what I have found is the only way to really change their mind is to make them chase the dollar. And so by creating something and saying, we believe that our version of wrestling and our vision of wrestling that you may think is too scandalous or too weird or too wild or too gay, if we can show people that it works, you see it all sort of trickle into the other places and wrestling will follow. Wrestling has historically done one thing, tried to sell tickets. And now that they can see that they can do that with more of this, they're coming and asking more questions about how do we not mess this up? Because we want to include these talents. We see that there's a positivity to it versus having to be the beat on the door. You're just making them follow. So it's been a little bit of a shift in that, but it doesn't start without poking the balloons a bit. Are you tired a lot? Frustrated that no matter what you do, you can't seem to keep your energy levels up during the day? The problem may be how you're sleeping. There's a difference between how long you sleep for and the quality of the sleep that you're getting. If you wanna increase your energy, performance, alertness, and productivity, stop reaching for the energy drinks and focus on quality REM sleep with Recovery PM. Poor quality sleep is directly linked to health problems like obesity, low testosterone levels, and high blood pressure. Worst of all, the World Health Organization has even recognized sleep deprivation as a carcinogen, meaning not getting adequate sleep can increase the risk of cancer. Did you know that 37% of people between 20 and 39 years old reported having difficulty sleeping, but only 4% of them have actually tried a sleep aid? And most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. Recovery PM is a blend of nine proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers, including melatonin, 5-HTP, GABA, and L-tryptophan. 
That's the stuff in Turkey that makes you, you know, turkey tired. So you know that you're going to experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. If you're finding yourself hitting that midday slump and using energy drinks to perk up during the day, you're only making things worse in the long run. Upgrade to Recovery PM and you'll be amazed at how good you feel. Recovery PM is available now from LegacySups.com. And if you use code GAW, that's right, capital G, capital A, capital W, you'll get an additional 10% off your entire order. Don't sleep on your health. When I became a mom at 35, a lot of people assumed that my best days were behind me, but not me. I'm Mickey James, a nine-time women's wrestling champion, an award-winning country music recording artist, entrepreneur, philanthropist, executive producer, and above all, a wife and a very proud mother. And I'm so excited to share with you our new line of nutritional supplements designed for strong, active women from LegacySupps.com, Her Legacy. Now, you may have heard our ads on other podcasts for our best-selling testosterone booster, Test X9, or our amazing sleep aid, Recovery PM. And now I'm so excited to launch a line of products by women for women to help women be their absolute best physically and mentally so they can crush it in everything that they do. All of our products are made right here in the USA in an FDA approved facility and are personally used and approved by myself and my husband, world champion and published fitness author, Nick Aldis. So whether you're a guy looking to add inches to your arms and lose them off your waist or a woman who wants to look, feel, and perform at her absolute best, I really hope you try our products at LegacySupps.com. Use code GAW, G-A-W, for 10% off your entire order and we ship worldwide. Set your goals, push your limits, leave your legacy at LegacySupps.com. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that you've been mega successful in doing that, as you can see, like the rise of success. And you even said that like, oh, then I'll be poor again. I think that's a testament to, I learned a piece of advice um, when I was first breaking in. And it was like, everybody's going to have advice and not all, it's not that it's bad advice. It's just that not all of it works for you. So you have to learn to take and pull keep it, compartmentalize it or whatever, listen, like don't block it out and be like, oh, that's shitty advice because there there is some validity and that person learned it somewhere. However, it may not necessarily be true for you and your path and your success. And so when you said like, oh, that just doesn't work for me. So to be able to step into that and know, like, I'd like to know that, like, what was that triggering defining moment that where you go like, oh, this because we're all searching for it, right? Like we're searching yeah. for is that like, what is that thing that's going to break me out of the box? That's going to make, put people on notice where they go, like where the dream is to be like a household name or to be successful in this business. And I think you've done a really great job of that. And you're doing a really great job of breaking down that perception or those barriers of, you know, how to present a, a gay athlete in, in wrestling, because for a long time, just like women, and I compare them, they're kind of similar. Yeah. There's always been men and mostly straight men writing for gay men or gay women and women in general or men in general. And there's been, obviously, there were gay men behind the scenes, but a lot of it was not vocalized and we didn't talk about it. You know, um, one of the most geniuses people in wrestling, Pat Patterson, like, you know, it was very known backstage, but it wasn't something that was ever promoted or talked about, you know? Um, so it's just interesting to see that. And now to see like that, those doors opening, uh, for both women to be behind the scenes, I would love to see that as like openly gay people to, to have those conversations because we can't write for you or we can't speak for you because yeah. we don't know we haven't right. been in those shoes right. right right and i think historically with what has been done with like gay features in wrestling there's sort of like hey we dipped our toe in we kind of blew it why mm-hmm. even dip our toe in again when the risk is that people could be mad at us for even trying to do something and so if they would take the step back and say like we want to hear the real voices and hear the real people here right but i think the concept in wrestling that's gotten a little lost is We write for a big audience. Nobody wants their wrestling show to not be seen by anyone. We are writing to capture the mind of who that regular American person or whoever the viewer may be. And what a lot of people behind the scenes are failing to realize and grab is like that 
has changed dramatically. The, the, the average person in the U.S. is not the same person that they were a while ago. And mm -hmm. our ability to understand new concepts and see new things where an old executive might say, look, you know, we know what works. We know what's too far. Even if there's some people who wouldn't be offended by this, who knows if, you know, the one person out there might have a problem. When you take those risks and present things in a way that is not uh, as caricature-y, it, mm -hmm. it's, you'd probably be surprised at how your advertisers won't be getting any calls and there won't be any problems. There's right. always going to be vocal people who just want to be heard. And they figured out the way to be heard is to yell something mean. So mm -hmm. you kind of have to bypass those because the regular person out there, I want to reach them as well. I don't want right. to make a show that's only for gay people to watch. I, I have a commentator on my show who is a straight white male, Kevin Gill. He does a lot of the GCW shows. Mm -hmm. People have yelled yeah, at me. I love him. Yeah. I love KG. He's incredible. But people go, how dare you? Why would you have a straight white person on here? Why is that? There are so many queer commentators and I've used them. I've used Veda Scott and Val Capone and uh, Billy Dixon, many others to have that person there who says, I'm a, I'm supportive. I want to be um, a representative to this community. I want to showcase my abilities as a professional commentator to help make this show mean something, but I'm allowed to be dumb and ask questions. That is for the regular viewer at home to go, I think I understand a lot of this. Everyone's having fun. What am I looking at here? And to have that person who's admitting, you know, hey, I don't know everything going on. I want to learn more. Fill me in. It's a very important role and it keeps us from pushing people away. It's, mm -hmm. it's good to stand to your grounds. It's good to hold to yourself, but to explain things to people in clearer terms, that's the way right. we're going to end up getting them with us and on our side. And at the end of the day, it's entertainment. I don't want to leave you confused. I want to leave you excited or, or mm -hmm. jaw aghast or, you know, ready for the next moment versus I don't even know what was going on there. If someone could have explained it, I may have. Right. Like a little bit more mm. understanding and even acceptance in that capacity. That's really. And it's okay to learn even at the yeah. professional level. Look, this person here is learning and they've done an excellent job of it. You know, pronouns are not an easy thing and you want to make sure you are with everyone on pronouns. Yeah. Um, I think about Maxi and Paler, a non-binary wrestler who wrestled Nyla Rose on Dark Elevation this week. They yeah. were in a match with me and it's a multi-person match. So a lot of times, you know, you're putting a match together. You're going, you do this, you do this, you do this. And they kept saying the wrong pronouns. And I decided, why should they have to be the stick every time and poke? I'm just going to start blurting it out. And every time they get it wrong, I go, they, 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 over and over. I took on the villain role. I didn't make them continually have to do it. And I don't think it's always on you know, the person to educate you every time. And by the end of the match, they damn sure were getting every one of those pronouns right because they were thinking about it and because I was in their face doing it. It's okay to, to how do I sum this up? You know, it's, it's, we're all learning. It's okay to make mistakes as long as we're consciously trying to do better. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And we, we find ourselves like, what, what, what's the proper, what do we say? when we introduce this person, because we don't want to offend and we don't mean any offensive, like we're not offensive, yeah. you know? It's, so we're, we're still learning too. And yeah. which is weird because I used to live in West Hollywood and, and, you know, Chicago and boys town area. And I still don't know what I'm, I'm supposed to say. Right. So but you're a lot of being us. queer is just kind of decoding intent. You know, did you intend these things harmfully or is no, this a moment? No, not at all, but you know, we're learning. And, yeah. And, and we have to be, we have to sort of watch that and, and learn from that because, you know, if somebody says something, you're like, I immediately could snap at them and I could get real mean, or I could go, yeah. Hey, did you mean that in that way? I even think about uh, the neurodivergent community, which includes people with autism, people with Asperger's, um, there was an issue with one of the songs by Lizzo the other day. Now in the I US, it's not, it's not a huge slur, but it is a, it is a what? problematic word in the what, UK what? to use the word spaz because it is um, offensive to people. It is uh, considered a terminology. That's right. how I describe myself. I'm very spazzy. Right. But in a lot of places, this is being used as a hateful term towards people who may have um, bodily dysfunctions or disabilities or learning impediments. And so Lizzo came out and said, look, this was not my intention. She had yeah. probably had the same mind as you. She said, I'm okay. going to change the lyrics. I'm not going to perform it the same. We're going to redo the song. And I'm glad I could be educated on this. It's easy when people are pointing out your flaws to go, well, I didn't mean it that way. So they can bug off and that's no problem. But to come forward and go, I really didn't mean it that way. I'd like to learn more and I'd like to fix what I did. That's going to be sort of the next step. We're all going to make missteps. We're all going to do things that aren't right. And the best thing to do is go, hey, I'm not sure if you were aware, but that's actually considered a problematic term in this. Or, you know, right. Sarah uses she, her pronouns now. I'd like you to respect that. 
these little conversations don't have to be fights. They yeah. don't have to be armor against each other. It's, it's a moment of learning and we're all going to have to have them. We all have to learn. I screw stuff up all the time. I yeah. just love that it. doesn't mean I should all the time, yeah. but I'm just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get you. I love that you're saying that because I don't want to keep repeating myself. But during Pride Month, we keep talking about the fact that, you know, what it means to be an ally. And I was saying that I, I took a class at Manchester Pride. It was a virtual pride. And I was so glad because everyone was in the chat kind of talking about what does it mean to be an ally? And you just hit the nail on the head, asking questions, owning your mistakes, you know, not being uncomfortable to just go to just assume. And, and those sort of little changes. That, that word, for example, that you just mentioned in the Lizzo song, I am, am from America. I've been in the UK for six years. I have heard that discussed in like somebody that has spastic motions and I've never would think of it. That's, I've never heard of it in derogatory term in my country, but guess what? In the UK, if it's a horrible term, you change it and it's not okay. And you know, to, to be the person that calls somebody out, I try not to be the person that's like always like, okay. My mother, my mother said something to me not long ago about uh, you know, speaking up for people or even even if it's, you know, racially charged or or whatever to, to do with gender or whatever. She said, you know, the, the worst thing that can happen is you, you become the person in, in kind of the small English town that I live in that people go, oh, gosh, here she comes. You got to be careful what you say. She goes, wouldn't that be wonderful? That's good for you. Meaning yeah. they should watch their mouth around me, because if you don't, you know, you don't want to be a biatch about it. But if you no. don't, I'm going to call you out if you say something that's out of line about someone that's different than yourself. And I think that's the right way to be personally. Yeah. And just, and making sure you're paying attention. And I think it's, you know, it's, it comes down to sort of just a matter of, do you respect other people's like self uh, vision of who they are? Yeah. And if you're a person who can't say like a person has bodily autonomy, they can do whatever they want. They can have their body, however they want. They can live however they want, you know, as long as it's within legal means, obviously, but it's just a matter of respect of, I disrespect the idea of difference. So I'm going to do these things wrong versus I respect that people can be the person that they are and someone being someone has nothing to do with me. I, you know, uh, pardon my French, but what they eat don't make a shit is a, a common, a common phrase, meaning, you know, don't worry about the girl over there eating cake and sausages. If she's going to get her tummy upset, you're not pooping out that food. Why are you worried right. about that? Worry about your meal and your salad. And if you're so concerned with health and, you know, covering your body and being safe and, uh, gender binaries, then that's for you and you can go over yep. there. But it, when it affects other people's lives, that's when it's uh, the disrespectful boundary. I'm fired up today. This is getting me excited. No, you know what you're doing? Oh I, hope everyone, I hope everyone just you know bought, brought a raincoat because you're dropping knowledge. I love the place. <laughs> like coming from all angles. And I, we really, really appreciate that and appreciate your candor about it. That's what Pride Month should be all about. Starting that discussion, moving the discussion along and 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 yeah, getting all of that out because that's very important. But, but in a safe space and in a fun way, clearly like yeah. not to be it so hopefully it's a nice yeah for people. we're yeah. so excited thank you for ah. finally doing the show it's been a long time i love coming, it and this I is really fun isn't yeah. it fun it's just a, just a girl just hanging yes. out and having fun and having drinks and it's just in our pajamas usually we're in our pjs yeah i love that i mean like yeah. what else would be my pjs and my clothing have sort of combined as a fantasy person <laughs> like, me too oh. me too <laughs> nothing it wrong all with that. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people are learning things and then doing a lot of self-discovery too, and finding out that maybe they do fit in our world a little bit. Maybe they don't have to fit completely in the straight and narrow. And uh -huh. sort of that opening makes everybody else a lot softer to deal with in a way. Not soft as in we're not tough, but soft as in like we're all a little more malleable with each other. We're all a little more patient with each other, and we're all willing to admit like maybe we don't all have it figured out. And the first step of that learning and kind of going. Uh, there's a lot around me that works for other people. It's good for self-exploration and for, you know, reaffirming things too. I have one friend and he goes, yeah, I thought I was gay. I said, well, what happened? He goes, not gay. I go, how do you know? He goes, wasn't for me. Didn't like it. And I go, what a valiant thing to admit to another person to go, yeah, I gave this thing a try. I thought maybe I was having some thoughts. I was doing a thing. Let me do a research study and really go in on this and find out if that's accurate. It was not accurate. He's married now, you know? God bless them for trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand. Yep, no, nope. good old college try. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Who hasn't so dipped their guys. toe? You know, come on. That's. I just love the enthusiasm of it all. Like, yep, yeah, tried it, not for me. That's no, very. Yeah, cool. it was pretty woke. He wasn't against it, you know. I've never been angry at foods I didn't like. I just didn't order them again. Wasn't for you. But to have the sort of self-exploratory way to look and go like hey, I thought I was a defined, com complete, concrete human being. And 
having the education sort of at least lets you explore those things and go, well, you don't have to fit into any box. You right. can be yourself, you're your own thing. And I think a lot of people feel comfort in being able to be in a box, but knowing that you can kind of jump around into different boxes, that's good to know too. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Life we get, Evie, where are you from? All right. Do you want me to do the fast version if people well, really ask me? I'll no, take the time. This is the second friend that you've had with a Southern accent. Well, honey, I'm We're, from the South. I'm from that's the Bible what I Belt. Thought. I'm like, oh, I have it. Okay, go ahead. Where I was born from? in Myrtle Beach, then I lived in Marietta, Georgia, went up to Jacksonville, North Carolina by the Marine Base. A lot of closeted boys up there. Then yes. I moved to Greer, South Carolina, then to Tallahassee, Florida. And now I'm in Atlanta, right in Midtown, and it's as gay as can be. <laughs> yes. Wow. I won't leave the I South. It. It's, it's a little bit, there's some hate down here still, but I think it's good. Right. It keeps the like, fuck you spirit in my heart. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the food is so good. I won't leave here. I've eaten all I over know. the place. There's great food everywhere, but I need like biscuits and gravy and I know apples, oh. apple butter. I find it very bizarre. Like, like, like uh, when, when we do these appearances, like the conventions and stuff like that, um, that how... I had no idea how conservative Jacksonville was. Yeah. Oh, you are still deep in the belt. Yeah. You're yeah. getting, I, that's yeah. why I didn't I, take the Sunday date this year. I did Sunday there last year. And I said, why is nobody here? And I said, Sunday church. I won't get here till about four. And I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. It's, it's a different pace of life. Even Lisa, the first time we spoke, I was kind of talking about my work and my gimmick. And you said, and this is a heel gimmick. And I said, it certainly is at the time. And that's what I was dealing with was like, I'm going to go out. They're going to dislike me. I'm going to do my work and I'm going to fire back at them. And over time, you know, what you saw is what they saw, which was it's, it's exciting and it's fine and it's fun. And I got over as a baby face in a, in a place where you know, maybe I shouldn't have. And seeing that people have the capability of changing what they thought were, you know, not just, oh, what I think about wrestling, but what I think about life. Like, it's very inspiring to see that even the, the hardest uh, of stone faces can come around with a smile eventually yeah. on Effie. Because I was yeah. shocked. Like, I was like, you're a heel? Well, because, and, but that tells a lot about, like, myself because I'm very yeah. gravitated to the gay community and um you know and and i was like how is that a heel and and yeah yeah see what but was other fun, people though, i don't know other people's south. mindset right mickey what the right south, yeah because yeah. he was yeah. i was gonna ask you one of my best friends in high school was gay he passed away a few years ago but um is this the one that asked for a ride patrick yeah my, one of my okay. best friends in high school anyway okay so how was it for you because he was a tra he didn't, didn't grow up there he kind of moved right um uh, in the last year of middle school and started high school there how was it growing up in the south like where you're from as a gay boy gay man gay young man at the time yeah i think uh i think i was a good actor you know you yeah. know you know you're gay when you're gay Right. Right. No, and my friend, we would dress Patrick. We, we would get dressed together. We would do fashion shows. We did the whole thing. Like we're. But, see, my family them. is, uh, I came from both of my parents were pastors kids. So both of my grandparents are pastors in their church. And I think you sort of, there's, there's not a misunderstanding, but there's a hope that like, are we going to have to do this? And we didn't, I didn't come to terms with it with my parents until after I graduated from college, even though, you know, wow. like, I'm doing my thing. Right. Which is, it's fascinating in a sense, because they had to have known how gay I was with my love of uh, musical theater. Um, not that you have to be gay to love musical yeah, yeah, theater, yeah, but if you're gay, you love musical theater. It's just sort of a, it's a thing. Um, in the pamphlet. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, it's sort of built out of other people's fear and you're, you're fearing their reaction and they're fearing their reaction, but through sort of the patience and understanding, I found my way through it. But I think I've always been the weirdo beyond just being gay. Like I was a weird dude. I would do weird stuff in high school. I got in trouble the first time in middle school for starting a walking club, an extreme walking club, not just <laughs> any kind of walking, extreme walking where like hardcore there was, just, walking. There was an arbitrary point system. You can jump around, you can do tricks, you award yourself points, but I was collecting everyone's data on forms and bringing it home. And they said, you can't collect student data for your extreme walking club. So I've always <laughs> had this sort of like, let me see if I can start a cult over here real quick mentality. And I think that part of that is built on, well, they can't know you're gay. You're going to have to deal with that later. Like eventually you'll have to deal with them knowing you're gay right now. Look at distraction. And some of that sounds like, oh, it, it, that sounds really sad, but it built up a sort of skill in me as an actor and as a performer to be like, yeah. hey, 
what's your greatest acting role? Pretending to be straight for uh, 22 years. You know, that's, it's its own form of acting and fitting in. And you, you know who your gays are and you see them out there and you know each other. And you also know what signs they're looking for. And you try to play it cool. Like, yeah, bro, football. I love that stuff. It's, (laughs) it's its own defining characteristics. So when people are like, well, how, you know, how hard is it? And it's like, well, how good of an actor are you? Cause that will define how hard it is. And so now I kind of recognize my privilege. You know, I could, mm-hmm. I could walk into a store if I had a hat on, not showing my blonde rat tail and probably come <laughs> across as a regular heteronormative dude from Georgia. Right. Well, but a rat tool, a rat tail is still cool. And, and it's, I mean, it's, it's cool for out. me, but you know, like if you have a rat tail, like you, you've got some things going on. It's not a, <laughs> this isn't a one day comeback. decision, you know? I thought, no. Yeah. I think it's it was, back in style. I heard it was. I'm hoping back. I'm bringing it, but I did it. because I think Obi-Wan, you brought it back, Epi. You brought it back. <laughs> you know, I, I like having it in a braid, which is great for me because I can't braid. So I always rely on someone else to do the braids. Um, when I kind of see, when you kind of see your own privilege and you get out of it, you go, wow, I was able to get away with not being bullied as much or not dealing with as much hate from my parents or getting kicked out of my house because I was a good actor and showman probably because I was gay. It's a cycle. You know what I mean? You get to kind of recognize these things. (laughs) Yeah. I can sing a tune. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a picture of me with my hair dyed long and a bow tie holding my viola. And once again, same with musical theater, playing viola does not make you gay. But I looked at that young man and I said, they had to know. They had to know. Did they ever admit that they knew? Did they ever say that we actually knew when you came out? Or you got to be cautious, sort of, with a religious family because you, if you can zoom out and be objective, you have to understand that, like, there all any hatred or any misunderstanding sort of comes from like they really think you're going to go to hell, and they truly believe it, and you sort of have to kind of talk them out of that. It's not that. Uh, you know, they hate the fact that people are gay or they hate all gay people. They just know that your soul is tormented and you can't be happy. You, there's no way you're happy. And sort of kind of getting them to understand that like, no, I'm a complete whole person. I check in on myself. I have my own problems, but right. this isn't something that I'm going to let bog me down anymore. It's, they come around eventually. And I sort of, you know, we're great now. Me and my parents have a wonderful relationship. I love that. But I kind of had to be Effie for a moment before I was Effie and say, look, I'm cool as shit. Everybody likes hanging out with me. If you don't want to, I can't help that. But if you right. do, you'll probably have fun and we'll probably have fun together. I like hanging out with you guys. And that sort of sets something off in their brain where they're like, well, I'm not, it's still my kid. I still right. want to have my kid and they're forced to catch up quick too. And we have a great time now. That's my dad, amazing. the first time he met my boyfriend, he said, we got to make sure he feels welcome at the home. And I go, Dad, I live with him. He oh, he's always welcome at my home. Are you telling me? But it was a cute <laughs> moment of like he's at least oh, taking these things into context. That uh, makes me happy. Everybody's that got time to grow, you know. Yeah. Well, it's just like fun. even when you were saying about the pronoun, like I'm still learning. I think that there's, uh, it's when people are open um, to be to learn, and they think like, well, because you're never to, you can never teach an old dog, and you know, new tricks, and they say all these things. It's like no we're always ever evolving and ever learning. And if you're okay, was it Paro that said it to put yourself in, make yourself uncomfortable uh, for like five minutes, just to ask a question, it'll make everyone more comfortable in the end. Cause it's all a learning experience. And I yes. think, you know, instead of just blocking it out and go like, Oh, that's way different. Just asking the question, just so there is that inclusion on all levels. And now I have a better understanding of how you want to be talked to and treated or whatever, and what's cool and what's not cool and not being offended. If for me, it's like, if I was to say something and someone was to say something back to me, like, instead of being offended, just being like, okay, I I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I can understand that. I'm sorry. I refer to it as tucking your ego. We're all allowed to have an ego, but not everything is an attack on your center self. You know, we have to sort of tuck the ego and go, you know what? Yeah, you might have a point. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing that takes away from me as a person by admitting fault. Yeah. You said that earlier. You said it very poignantly that it kind of matters, you know, your intent matters. And if you intend it with harm and if your heart's not in the right place, then maybe it wasn't a mistake, but if it is a, a genuinely innocuous mistake, that's a lot of big words for the rose I've been having. Uh, hey, oh. uh, then honestly, <laughs> then, then you know where, where someone's coming from. Their heart's in the right place. They're not trying to be offensive. They just made a mistake and you can call them, you know, not call them out and say, Hey, that was rude, but genuinely say, Hey, you know, I think you, what you said there was not really correct. And let me help you. That yes. was the shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> that was the shit speech. <laughs> 
El Terrible. Here's my friend. I, I think you said, oh I thought I, it was the shits. Yeah. We sometimes deal with that, I think, with, with uh, the gay community. Like, if I was out on the street and somebody just screamed some of the things we say to each other sometimes at me, I'd be like, I'm very offended. But if I, like, see my people and they're like, <laughs> I know that that doesn't come with, like, are you you're, are you calling me derogatory slurs? No, yeah. like, that's that's Jeremy, and he's had too many mimosas. He's feeling it, you know? <laughs> okay. Classic Jeremy. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Well, That's Eddie, a hashtag. we want to talk about, uh, as, as a final question, we want to keep you too long. We want to talk about what is in the future for the brand that is Effie, because obviously, you know, we're only kind of mid-year here. What's what's up for the rest of your year and kind of like your long-term goals? Let us know. Spill the tea. Okay. I have to like, I've been doing this thing where I step back and laugh a little bit. where like, not laugh at anything going on, but I laugh at what I've been able to accomplish just being a little shit. Um, and I mean that like in a lovely way, but like, I've always talked too much and run my mouth too much. And I've gotten to work with so much incredible talent, just like in this year alone from getting to do stuff with Cardona, getting to do stuff with freaking Jeff Jarrett, I know. uh, you know, working with Minoru Suzuki, which I think I was the most fun he had in a match while he was in the U S I'm going to take that claim. I didn't beat him, but when I started pitching him that we were going to kiss, he, uh, you know, the, the stone cracks a little bit and uh, it's, it's magic in the wrestling world so far, but I want to translate that now. And I want to get out and, and bring more people back to wrestling. I've often joked that I'm a gateway drug. Like you don't have to like all wrestling if you like Effie, but you might. So come here. I want people to come check it out. I want people to give wrestling a chance. And like, luckily I can finally share news where uh, there's a new show coming out on Netflix called dead in paranormal park. It is a, an animated series with a trans masculine lead. And that means that the lead character has transitioned from being a female at birth to now being a male and recognizing masculine pronouns. They are locked up in a magic amusement park full of demonic creatures and weird portals. I don't- Is this an anime? Is this an anime? animated. And I don't know- Wait, wait, what's it called again? What's it It called? It's called Dead End Paranormal Park. And I'm sure it'll be plastered all over Netflix when it does- pop out on thursday i don't think i have a major impact until the second season which will come oh out shortly God. after but i think when people get get to my character i had to call i called the head of netflix casting animation which is once again me doing things that i probably should have had someone else do for me and i said you got to answer this for me did i actually try out for this part she goes what do you mean i said y'all just made up this character for me right and she goes no this character was in the books like this goes back and i was like really and they were like and I said, are there other actors that even tried out this? There were a lot of other actors that tried out. You were the best person for the role. I'm going, this is bizarre because when people find this character, they're going to go, it seems like me distilled down in a lot of ways, uh, but there's also a lot of difference there too. I'm just, I'm excited because it's already been catching flack from the Republicans, which means it must be a good show because they're sure. mad that we're teaching the gay. <laughs> we're teaching kids about gay people. Yeah. Good for you. Say yeah. it gay. Say it. Get your guns. Hide your yes. gays. And I, I, I dead kind of. Dead End Paranormal Park. Dead End Paranormal Park. <laughs> I wrote it oh, down because this gonna is going to like, be great. Oh, my God. You know, I'm an anime geek too, right? Well, you know that, right? My boyfriend has had me watching a lot more anime. And I okay. we watched one the other day about lesbian vampires. It was incredible. Ooh, it's called Vampires in the Garden, also on Netflix. But I would have okay. never picked this show out on my own. It's a very dramatic, sick action anime. My boyfriend has led me to a lot of magical things by going, hey, anime is cool too. Not all anime is what you think it is. It's all very cool. Uh, right. I'm excited for the show. I think it's gonna be sick. And when the senators find out that Effie is also on the show, I hope they're excited because my tag team <laughs> name is Bussy. I'm not really built for children, but kids love Effie. They do. Yes, and they, they really have every do. reason to. That's so exciting. We're so proud of you. That's Not amazing. That just, congratulations. Yes, congratulations. We'll do a final cheers for your success. And I want yeah. to say, we're, really, we're not only proud of you for that, but just all out of all the amazing change that you're creating and, and you're so well-spoken and, and knowledgeable, I really, really appreciate the interview. I learned a lot myself in the interview. So thank Same. you for that. And I can't wait to see you at the next Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Yes, yeah. yes. And I can't I, wait for the kiss spot. I'm feeding oh. in. We need, we need more kisses. Who oh, knows? To everyone. Fuck her up, baby. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, Effie. This is the word go, yo, go.
you liked this episode of Grown Ass Women, you can also find GAW TV on YouTube to see the full show in video format. And if you'd like to be a member of Team GAW, you can support us by joining patreon.com slash TV. Our members get special perks like early access to episodes, autographed merchandise, exclusive photo shoots, live video chats with us, and more. For official GAW TV merchandise, social media links, and more info, go to gawtv.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow the GawCast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for tuning into the GawCast, and we will see you next week.